Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. Good morning and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. This is Rachel Marshall and Bruce Weiner, your co-hosts. And we have a special guest with us today, and his name is Ryan England. So before I give some background, Ryan, I wanted to say welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, today we're talking about how to hire better people faster. Now, Mm -hmm. first, I want to say, if you don't think this is an issue in your business, I'm going to correct you. And I'm sure Ryan is going to correct you even a little bit more. If you're working too many hours, the chances are that that probably is an indicator that you do not have the right people on your team. And if you don't have the right people on your team, it's probably because your hiring practices are somewhat askew and they're not serving you as well as they're actually creating problems in your business. So Ryan is here to talk all about this. And Ryan, I love what you share at the beginning that you watched your father in a entrepreneurial role, be able to work too many hours and you figured out how can I solve this problem, not only for this personal life experience that I've had, but also for anybody else who is struggling by working too many hours. And because of that, you've created core matters to fix the recruiting and staffing headaches. You do coaching and training for business owners so that they can attract, hire, and retain rockstar employees. And the real truth is, All of us want and truly need that in order to have the right systems and processes in our business to grow. So if you're in a position of saying, hey, look, I'm just working too many hours. I want to figure out what is in this show for me. Um, Stay tuned. If you want to hire better people faster so that you can have the team you need, reach your goals without all that struggle and stress and that headache of um, having those long hours, today is the show for you. So Bruce, before we jump into Ryan and his backstory, uh, I just want you to share from your perspective. I know you see this all the time when we're working with business owners. Well, yeah, and I've seen it in my own businesses. And uh, this is something that Dan Sullivan emphasizes all the time. And the one thing I would say uh, as a background of this, and I've said this on the on the show before, is that I I actually realized the importance of this when um, when I was doing my leafs uh, leaf pickup uh one one fall and i realized from my next door neighbor that um you know uh, having more people um actually can increase production but having the right people actually increases production even more so people often see labor as a a cost Mm -hmm. and actually there's a return on this Mm-hmm. Uh, that people just cannot get out of their own way about. And, and hopefully Ryan's uh, uh, insights, I know he has the right answer. I hope just the communication style of not only myself, you and Ryan will actually resonate with our business owners today. Absolutely. And Bruce, I love that you brought that onto the personal side of things as well, because there is an element of having housekeepers, in my personal experience, nannies for my children. Um, I'm actually looking to hire a full-time nanny at this time because we've had a lot of different people working different hours and managing that schedule has been very overwhelming. And so if you look at hiring personal assistant staff in your life, that is a piece. Also hiring employees in your business. And so Ryan, uh, let's just go ahead and jump over into your backstory 
tell us from your perspective, kind of what brought you into this whole um, fascination with the idea of needing to hire correctly? Yes. So as you said, my, my dad was in manufacturing. He was an entrepreneur. And I remember growing up and getting to hang out with my dad at the plant nights and weekends and everything else. And I, it wasn't until I was older that I realized that I was just inexpensive labor. Mm-hmm. I was free labor. So <laughs> I was able, I did what my dad told me to do. I was able to help him out because he always struggled to find good people. Now he had lots of people, but it was the good ones. And Bruce, what you said, I absolutely agree with like one rock star employee will replace two or three mediocre employees all the time. And it's, it's, it's hard to really fathom that and to really understand that. Cause it's like, I'd rather have three sets of hands than one set of hands, mm. but I'd rather have one set of hands. that doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. That doesn't create drama. That doesn't keep me awake at night. I'd rather have one than three of those. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I got to spend a lot of time with my dad down at the plant, learned a lot about manufacturing. And it wasn't until, like I said, I was older that I realized, whoa, my dad's always struggled with this. Mm. And my dad's that classic workaholic and you know, he likes spending time down at the plant. Like that's where he just, he spent a lot of his time. And as I got older, I started seeing my, my clients. And this was before I was doing the hiring. I started to see them have that same thing. They were missing time with the family. Their, their kids were growing up without them. They were working 24 seven while they were on vacation and unplugged. Right. And I was like, this isn't a way to live. This isn't a way to grow business. But then I became a dad and I was like, wait a minute. I'm working crazy hours. And if I'm not careful, my kids are going to be down at the office with me. And so I set out to change that for my own business. And after I did that, and I was able to hire really good people, and I could let them take care of things, my clients were coming to me and saying, Ryan, we don't need your help anymore. We, we can't take on more leads. Yeah, I had a marketing company. They're like, I can't take on more leads. I can't, I can't do this because we don't have enough people. I said, well, I solved the people problem in my business. Let me show you how I solved it and see Mm. if it works for you. And within weeks, they were calling me. They're like, turn the leads back on. We've got people. The trucks are filled. Like, let's go. And it wasn't this revolutionary thing. It was a a small shift. You know, like that one degree, you've probably heard about that. Mm -hmm. Like one degree, if you're flying an airplane is huge after a couple thousand miles. It was that one degree shift. And it was like, let's just do this a little different. Let's think about this a little bit differently. And when they did that, they all of a sudden started getting these amazing results. So I quickly pivoted my business said, I just want to do this full time because it's so much fun. And I love seeing these owners call me. Like I have a client right now. He goes, Ryan, because I work 30 hours a week. It's like I'm on a permanent vacation. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's awesome. what I want to hear from our clients. It's amazing. Yeah. That's the, awesome. the, the other thing, especially in this inflationary environment, you know, I, uh, Rachel and I just did a pro- podcast on this. and. Um, there's nothing that can overta- overtake inflation um, better than a, a business that is running efficiently and continuing to increase their revenue and profits. So, I mean, you can, you can try to do other investments that are going to do this, but those particular investments are out of your control. So, your own business is actually the best place to put your resources in an inflationary environment, in my opinion, because those small changes can make those big, um, those big bumps in revenue and profit that can overcome this inflationary environment. So that's a really good point about the small changes in an airplane. And I would say, Ryan, uh, think about meteors. Uh, NASA is always, you know, monitoring meteors coming from 
from light years away and talking about, you know, milli degrees, um, <laughs> just missing the earth. So we're thankful for that also. Yeah. Uh, huge, huge. Hey, so Ryan, why do you see hiring as such a bottleneck and why, why hiring specifically? I mean, of all the things that there could be to fix in a business, I mean, it could be let's market better. It could be, let's have a better system. It could be, let's have a better process. Let's have better clients. I mean, those are all necessary things to grow a business. Why specifically do you think hiring is the bottleneck and why do we overlook that piece so much in business? I honestly, I feel that a lot of it has to do with the fact that there's a lot of books on the other things and there's not a lot of books on hiring. There's a lot of theory Mm. on hiring. There's a lot of theory about people. There's a lot of talk about having the Silicon Valley culture and unlimited paid time off and foosball tables and snack bars. Like there's a lot of talk about that. But when it really comes down to people and understanding their hopes, their dreams, their goals, the things that they want to accomplish. There's not a lot of books about that as it relates to business. Mm. And so what I think a lot of people do is they look at efficiency as a way to improve their business. Well, just like, I mean, you guys talk about finances all the time. There's only so much I can do to reduce my expenses. At some point in time, like I can't reduce them anymore. There's only so much I can do, whether it's a lean mindset, or I'm improving processes. There's only so much I can do to get close to near zero. I'll never get below zero. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more I can do on the revenue side. I can increase that exponentially Absolutely. or infinitely. Like I can just keep going and never stops. And the way you do that is through people. And it's really what it comes down to. And mm-hmm. so for a lot of the work that we do, we do work with our clients on process as well. Not just people processes, but their operational processes. Because it, what I believe is, this is probably no secret, but humans aren't perfect, Mm -hmm. right? We all make mistakes. And what I believe is if you have an employee that's a good employee and you give them a great process, you're going to have great results. So you you have a great employee and you give them a mediocre process, you're going to have mediocre results. Like it's, it's one of those things. It's the process is so important to people, Mm -hmm. but then what you have to understand is that this employee that you have, they're giving up time with their friends and their family and the things they do for fun to come work for you. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the shift that needs to be made just in the world in general, from an employer's perspective. Like they're trading that time for the money I pay them and the work I need them to do. So I need to be open to that. So Ryan, I think that from my perspective, you've just hit on the reason why it's so hard. And the reason why we overlook this piece, because it can seem like, well, okay, I can get on the side of, I care about my employees. I care about their direction, their vision, where they're going. Well, that can take me in a hundred different directions. I mean, I can do all the birthday celebrations for all of them and I can ask them their life plan and I can help them really get growing in, in what is going to develop them most. But how do I do that in conjunction with growing my business with my goals. So it seems like it might be easier just to focus on my business, my goals, instead of focusing on the people side. But you're saying, hey, look, there's a process. We can do this both really, really well. And we need to focus on those softer skills of having good relationships in the business and supporting the growth of people, not just doing the process, right? Absolutely. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard about Jim Collins and his analogy of getting the right people in the right seats on the bus. Mm-hmm. But then he stops short of the analogy. So once you've got your five or six leaders on the bus, 
I don't know how big this bus is, but there's a lot of empty seats. Well, you got to fill up those empty seats with your people. And while they may not have a say in where the bus is going in the vision of the organization, the people that are going to stay on that bus are going to be the ones that are excited about where it's going. So when you stop and you pick up a bunch of new employees and you tell them, hey, we're going here, we're going to the mountains. And they're like, woohoo, I love skiing. I'm going to the mountains. I'm excited. When that bus has a problem, it breaks down, has to take a detour, it gets delayed. They're still excited about going to the mountains. What happens though is too often business owners are like, you know what, that, that I, we just had a client. It's like, I'm not into that soft and warm, fuzzy stuff and like all that. I'm like, but if your people don't know where you're going, they get on a bus that drives around in circles. Mm-hmm. And when that bus breaks down, what are they going to do? They're going to get off and go get on a bus that has a destination. Mm-hmm. And if you can align that vision, that destination for your business with their personal hopes, goals, and dreams, you're not going to have to worry about this teeter-totter balance. You can do it in just one place. Here's my vision for the company, and here's what's in it for you when we get there. And the people whose hopes, goals, and dreams align with that vision are going to stay on the bus. They're going to take good care of the company. They're going to do it the way you want it done because they want that end result. So to get there, how do you start? How do you start hiring rockstar employees? What's the starting point to be able to have the right people on the bus so that you can give them the vision and it does align with their goals? So we always start our clients around automation. That's the first thing we do. You automate the important things in your business. And hiring should be important. (laughs) If it's not important, we might need to go back to our priorities matrix and figure out what we need to do. But hiring should be important and hiring the right people should be important. So we need to do is we need to automate the important stuff. That's one of the first things we do. But beyond that, more of of the intrinsic part is is really figure out who you are as an organization and where you want to go. So we do a process with our clients around figuring out their values, their vision, and their purpose statements. And it's one of the hardest things business owners go through Mm -hmm. because they look at a business as a tool. Why should I get emotional about that? I don't get emotional about a hammer. Yeah, but if you're a master carpenter and that hammer makes you $150,000 a year and it it takes care and provides for your family, you're pretty emotionally attached to that hammer. Mm -hmm. You may not outwardly verbalize that, but you're attached. It's the same thing with your business. So let's get really clear on who you are as an organization what kind of values you want to have, not just in in yourself and in the company, but in the people that you hire. And we have a process we take them through to really figure out those values. And it's it's one of those tougher things to do. I tell people all the time, you can't read the label of the jar you're inside of. Mm. It's really good to have someone outside of your company be able to help you with this. And it doesn't have to be a consultant or a coach. Go to a friend or a family member, someone that you trust that that is familiar with your business. Like it can even be a spouse that's not in the business. They'll tell you all the stuff they're seeing. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great way to get started with that. That's really excellent to know thyself. I mean, right? That's the most important piece of going into business in the first place, of, of parenting, of raising a family, of being in business, of, of working with employees or working with clients. But how much even more important is it than if you're going to know yourself and why you're in business so that you can hire the right team to help you go in that direction? So I love that you start there. So can you give us some tips then on getting more applications 
of qualified individuals, qualified people to fit the role that you need in your business. I mean, how do you go from here's my mission, my my vision, my values for the company to communicating effectively so that people apply? I love that you qualified that because people come to me all the time. They're like, I just need more applications. I was like, how many applications did you get last week? They got like, I got 30. How many of those people do you want to talk to? One. So in their mind, if I just got 60, then there's two people. Mm-hmm. Well, most entrepreneurs don't have that kind of time to keep scaling Amen. that way. So my thought is, what, what if you had five and you got one that you wanted to talk to? Let's do that. Mm-hmm. So more high quality applications. <clears throat> there's, a, there's a phrase out there that most people have heard. And maybe you've heard it. I'll ask you to finish this. So uh, people don't leave jobs. They leave employers or the boss, the relationship. Bosses, leaders, employers, company cultures. They leave the, that's what they leave. Most of us don't want some entry-level high school grad to come work for us. Now there are some opportunities for them, but Mm -hmm. usually we want some skilled. That's what we're missing right now is the skilled employees, which means we know that they left somewhere else. And if we know that the majority of people left because of people, why is it that we are so afraid to tell job seekers about who we are and who our people are? Let's let like that you sink in about- for a second. That's, that was really profound right there. If they left because there wasn't a match with the people, why don't we be more honest about who we are as a people to find out if they align? That's, that's good. Every job ad out there is about filling a job, about doing the work. More than two-thirds of job seekers say the number one thing missing from a job ad is who I'm going to be working for. Mm. Not the history, not the bios that are on every website and that we keep touting. Like, Tell me that the guy I'm going to be working for is passive-aggressive and (laughs) he's going to make me feel like garbage if I show up late every day. Like, If that's what you accept in your culture, tell me. That's what's happening. If you've got a leadership team that is very hands-off, like we'll help you, but you have to ask. We're not going to come tell you what to do, which is a lot of organizations say because they're so busy. Put that out there. Here's the deal. You got to be a self-starter because we're not going to come babysit you. In fact, we have one client right now. We just did a core value sessions with them. And one of their values we're looking at is no babysitting. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be clear, like we don't babysit. We don't want to babysit. We don't want people that need to be babysat. That's not what we want to do. So if we know that about our organization, why not put that out? there? It's going to do a couple of things. Number one, it's going to attract the right people. But number two, it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. And that's what the world needs right now is they need different. Because when a job seeker goes to Indeed or any other job board and searches for a job they're looking for, all the job ads look exactly the same. You know, I heard a, my favorite thing before talking to you about hiring was from a coach that I admire and respect greatly. And he talked about hiring a personal assistant. He wanted to hire a millionaire personal assistant. He wanted to hire somebody that actually was going to challenge him in his thinking. And he started by writing a letter that he would give to this person five years from today's date thanking them for the excellent job that they did in service to him. And that's what he posted on Craigslist of all places. (laughs) And the person who responded by saying, this ignites me inside, this lights me up, this gives me a passion for doing something bigger. 
I already have the financial component of my life. I don't need the money, but I really want to do this work for you. That was the person that he knew he wanted to hire. So uh, I love that you're saying it different, not same, not just job qualifications, but totally different. Um, That's that's excellent. So Ryan, once you get this um, perfect uh, uh, thing written for a job for job seekers, and you get some of those people, then. you know, you, you're getting closer to now selecting, but you're, but if these people are really good, you're also recruiting them. Right. So you have to convince these really good people that you're, you're worthy of them working for you because those are the kind of people you want. You want people that are sought after by a lot of different people. It it amazes me when you talk to business owners and, and they talk about, well, I don't know if I want to, you know, spend a lot of money to help make my people, you know, better by going to these conferences and education because they're just going to leave me. And I forgot who, who has once said, well, yeah, but the worst thing is those kind of people, if you don't do it, they're actually going to stay and bring down your organization. And it's kind of a narrow uh, minded kind of uh, process. So are, is any of the process, because I, I see this all the time when we talk to people that actually want to talk to the money advantage as, potential clients is they like our process because we are actually stretching the way they think about money. And they, they say, because I ask them all the time, you know, where are you in this process and why did you choose to talk to us? And they Mm -hmm. often say, well, because you are asking for a lot more information than all the other organizations. So it seemed like you guys were really caring about whether we're a good fit or not. Is that part of the process, like personality profiles and things like that, as far as making it a valuable to the person to actually be hired? Yes, absolutely. And we could have a whole show just on that interviewing part and, and understanding people and really connecting and communicating with them. One of the biggest mistakes that I think businesses make today is that they, they take too long to initiate contact mm. and they move too fast once they have. Mm, oh, I know. That's okay. a, yeah, expand on that because I'd like to hear the. Yeah, more. so I, mean, I, I understand about taking too long to initiate contact, but the <laughs> other, the other part's interesting. So what happens is more often than not is that people look at hiring as this thing I have to do, especially mm-hmm. smaller businesses. And so when an application comes in, they'll get to it on the weekends. They'll get to it at night. They'll get to it when they have time because it's thought of maybe as an inconvenience right now. I've got clients I need to go deal with. Mm. And it's really that scarcity mindset you were talking about, Bruce, in that, well, if I don't take care of my clients today, they might not be a client tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, but one new hire could take care of all your clients forever. Like really get out of that scarcity mindset. But what they do is they let these people sit. And then what happens on the weekends, they decide to reply to all of them. And the two or three that are still unemployed reply. And then the owners are smacking themselves going, oh, there's no good people out here. I'm like, no, the good people showed up on Tuesday and you ignored them until Saturday. Well, they were good. They knew they were good. Someone else recognized them as good. They pounced and they hired them on Wednesday. And so that's the part you need to think of incoming applications like you do a customer lead. I've never met a company that would let a customer lead that came in on Tuesday sit till Saturday because mm-hmm. they know they'd lose the customer. So why is it okay to let those applications sit that long? 
That's so we have a lot of clients that they'll actually set a metric 15 minutes within the time an application comes in within 15 minutes, we reply. I mean, how good did that feel if you're a job seeker? You apply and someone's like, oh my gosh, you impressed me so much. Like I'm ready to go. Like you make them feel good. Like, by the way, what are you doing tonight? Like I'll, I'll, I'll get up, go out of my way to meet with you tonight because that's how impressed I am by you. Very awesome. You're kind of flipping the script. You're you're making this top priority, it really, in a business, which it is. I mean, people are so valuable, and if you treat them right, yes, there is going to be that um, that gel, that camaraderie, that c- collaboration that takes you to places that you can't go on your own. So, um, do you want to talk about any interview techniques? Just give us maybe one tip to interviewing better and getting the information that you need. I mean. I've been in HR. I know how challenging it is to sift through a million applications and say, well, this person doesn't necessarily have a long track record of experience or there's gaps in their employment or they didn't do anything related to this job. But yes, I see how it could possibly be a fit. And now I'm going to bring them in. I'm going to have a conversation. How do you not waste time? But how do you make sure that you get the right information in that interview process so that you can say, are they the right fit? Are they the person I want to move forward with? So Bruce brought up behavioral profiles, and I think it's all about behavior. Everything in the interview process should be about behavior. I actually recommend dump the resume. Don't even look at a resume. Don't request a resume. Don't require a resume. Just dump it. Here's why. There's two types of resumes in this world. Those written by professional resume writers. (laughs) We can't Uh, trust those. And those written by people that don't know how to write a resume. Which look make you look way worse than you actually are. Yes. So why even ask? Just forget it. Get rid of the resume. Stop making decisions about the resume. People switch jobs. There's more opportunity in this country than ever before. The gig economy has made it very easy for people to switch jobs. Remove all those biases of people. Oh, they hop jobs every two years. Yeah, probably because they're working for really bad people. (laughs) You can't put it on the job seeker. I always tell people, if they're switching industries, they just don't know what they want to be when they grow up. Mm-hmm. Right, that's a different problem. But if they're staying in the same industry and they're switching employers, they just haven't found the right one. So really think differently about that. But when it comes to behavior, interview people based on the way they're going to be working. So one of the things we get a lot: customer service reps, people that are on the phone all day, twenty four seven. Like that's all they do is on the phone. And then what do employers do? Hey, can you come down to the office and have a face to face interview with me? And then they ha- meet them face-to-face and they're like, oh, they're just not good. But they were so amazing on the phone when I scheduled the interview. I was impressed. I'm like, this person's going to be on the phone all day. Why are we interviewing them face-to-face? Mm-hmm. The entire interview should be on the phone. Yeah. Like really put them in the environment they're going to be in. If someone is going to be account managing and face-to-face with the customer, find one of your favorite customers says, hey, can you do me a favor? I want to take even better care of you. Can you come in and interview these job seekers for me? I want to find the right ones for you and for our other clients. Let them interview. Put them in front of the customer. But instead, what we do is we go to HR and we say, hey, what's the, what's the most popular, where do you want to be in five years question today? Like, who cares? Let's see if these people can really do the job, see if they really want to be there. I love behavioral assessments. Uh, they're a great tool. And just like any tool, they can be incredibly great and they can be incredibly bad, just depends on how you look at it. So be careful with those behavioral assessments. But when it comes to interviewing, this is where I say, slow down. Nobody gets married after a 15 minute date. 
Mm-hmm. But time and time again, we interview someone 15 minutes, they go, where have they been all my life? And we hire them. And then we regret it. And there are states in this country where it's easier to get divorced than it is to fire somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So let's slow down the process once they're with us and spend time and really get to know them. I love that. Okay. So in practical terms, how we're going to wrap with this because Ryan, I know you have coaching. I know you have resources. You've got a book that's going to be coming out in sometime. I believe you mentioned in the summer, um, you've got a masterclass, you've got a lot of tools that it sounds like if somebody is really wanting to apply these things, they need to dig deeper into what you provide and what you have to offer. But you mentioned earlier that if something's important, we automate it. Now we could think of that as two ways. Well, we automate it, which means we don't have the need for the person that we're hiring, but that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about it. Recruiting is important. So let's automate parts of the recruiting process. What does that look like? How do you think about recruiting as an automated process? And then we're going to jump over to how can somebody reach out to you to learn more? Yeah. So for me, automating comes down to two things. Yes, there's technology, there's systems, equipment, that machines that can do automation. That's great. And there are some things that we should have machines doing. But when I say automating, what we teach our clients is that means you don't do it. Mm. You hire somebody good to do it for you. That automates the process for you. And now what you're doing is you're no longer... And that's the other thing to change the way you think. You're not managing a person. You're managing a process. So if you have a process and you have a person following the process and something goes wrong, you look to the process to fix. You don't look at the person. Person did what they were told, the process that you created. Now, if the person's not following the process, that's a person issue. But you should be managing those processes. So that's one of the ways we automate it. One of the things that we do when it comes to recruiting, now this isn't happening right now. So if you're if you're listening to this and you're not getting a lot of applications, just put this one on a sticky pad somewhere and do it later. But when a lot of applications are coming in, or if you're hiring for a role where you're getting 30 or 40 or 50 applications a week, which is a lot right now, then automate the process by putting it back on the job seeker who really wants to be there. Mm. So for example, we have, like I said, we do a lot in the CSR space. And so what happens is we talk to our clients about setting up a voicemail number. And then the job seeker gets an automated reply and says, hey, this is great. Can you call us for the next step of the interview process? We're looking for people that aren't afraid to pick up the phone. Like we're creating these processes so we get to see if they have the behaviors. So they pick up the phone and they call and they go right to a voicemail and says, thank you so much for calling. We're so excited. You're going to be leaving a lot of voicemails as part of our, as part of your job. So if you wouldn't mind, leave us a voicemail, sell us you so that we're so excited. We can't help but call you back. Wow. You just got rid of probably 75% of the people that aren't going to take the time and energy to go pick up the phone because it feels like 700 pounds to them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the people you want to hire anyways. And what did you do? You just put it back on the job seeker. You automated the process of scheduling the interview call. Right? They're going to go and they're going to call you. And now you found the people that are really going to stand out. That's beautiful. That shifts the onus of responsibility to the job seeker. It also gives them an extra hoop to jump through. And it shows you if you really want to hire them or not, because if they're not going to pick up the phone or they're going to chicken out and click the phone and not leave that voicemail or, or not do a good job leaving that voicemail, that's going to all um, shift them to, I don't want to hire this person. So yeah, Ryan, I think this has definitely made us think differently 
um, just so many nuggets in this. Bruce, do you have anything that you want to share as we get close to wrapping up or any specific questions that we really missed that would be key for our audience today? No, but I think uh, one of the things, uh, I think it was Richard Branson, who was once was famous saying, saying that the customer is not the most important thing to you. Um, your employees are the most important thing to you because then they make the customers the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And um, that you know, it, it it kind of flipped the the fact that a lot of people think the customer is always right, and really we should say the the, the employee is always right, and that is um, you've already said it, Ryan. You know that takes an abundance mindset to listen to your employees, listen to the people that you're recruiting, to be able to tell them. Maybe you even in the recruiting process after they're hired, or maybe you even ask some of the people, what did you like or not like in this process? Uh, and get some feedback like that. Yeah. Because um, I think it would be really eye-opening and a person that has an abundance mindset would welcome that kind of feedback. You know, mm-hmm. just speaking of feedback, we were talking about getting more applicants and I know that's a real problem right now. One of the best things you can do is when you've cleaned up your job ad and you've made it sound, you know, here's who you work for and all that. Give it to one of your best employees and say, hey, would you apply for this job? Oh, there you go. Like it's super easy, but people are afraid to do it. Like, I don't want them to think about work leaving me. And I'm like, if they're thinking about leaving you because they read your job ad, they're already thinking about leaving you. Right. They might read that and go, this is the kind of people right. you want to hire. Like, I want to reapply for my job. And we've actually had people say that to, to the employers before. Ah. So. Yeah. Ah, this is this is really cool. Ryan, I think you definitely have challenged the status quo on hiring. You've definitely made us think differently about the process and how to make it work best so that you really can accomplish those objectives that you have. I mean, all of us as entrepreneurs have giant goals. We know we can't accomplish them alone. We know that it's either hiring a marketing team, which maybe isn't a employee hire. Maybe that's more of a contractor or you're um, hiring a coach. You're hiring a specialist in some particular area. There's so many ways though that you can use this work to make sure that you have the right people that you're working with to accomplish your goals. So Ryan, if somebody is saying, yes, I need to hire better people faster, what do you offer them as a first next step to give them those right tools to be able to do that? Yeah. So I would say that the easiest thing to do is go to my website, thecorematters.com, T-H-E-C-O-R-E-M-A-T-T-E-R-S.com. We've got uh, our book all around interviewing, how to hire the ones you won't want to fire. It's a free download on our website. But I think the thing where we're getting the best feedback right now is I started a new masterclass called Hire Better People Faster. It's 60 minutes. You can get registered on our website. And I'm going to take you through not just why we have this problem, but how you can be part of the solution. I'm actually going to introduce two of our five power tools in there and show you how they work. So it's, it's training too. It's not just going to be, hey, come learn about our program. We are going to talk about our coaching and training program in there, but that's just reserved for the end. We, we want to make sure that people are educated on this because we have a big goal to impact a lot of businesses. Because I believe that if these people, if these entrepreneurs can start hiring better, people are going to stick around longer, which is going to improve all of those families that I, that I grew up in, mm-hmm. right? And so we have a personal goal to affect half a million families by the end of the decade through the work we do with our clients by creating better company cultures, 
better hiring process and making it so that these employees go home at the end of the day and they're just they're just pumped to be home with their families but they're pumped to go back to work tomorrow and it's just i mean that's just going to improve so many lives that like that's really why we do what we do and so we have that really big goal to do that and the only way we do it is if we train and educate people on this that's fantastic. So thank you for, for being here on the show today. Thank you for sharing your thoughts, your wisdom, your experience, the tools that you've been providing to businesses, and just even that big goal to be able to help people, not just with their business, because it's not just about growing the business, but if it all comes, or not if, but it all does come back to what are your personal goals in life? What do you want to be providing to your family, to your loved ones? How do you want to be showing up and feeling in this world? And how do we help you accomplish that? with the hiring. So I, I love your mission, Ryan. This is fantastic. And so go to thecorematters.com and grab that masterclass, which is called Hire Better People Faster. Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. If you are listening and you have thoughts or questions, you can comment below this video, whether that's on YouTube, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. We'll get your comments that way. You can also go over to hello at themoneyadvantage.com with your questions. If they're about hiring, please just take them straight to ryan at thecorematters.com. And if you are looking to have a system for your financial life to make sure that everything's synchronizing and working together to most effectively accomplish your goals, you can come over to The Money Advantage for that. Thank you so much for being with us today. Ryan, this has been a fabulous show. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. In closing, remember, success leaves clues. So model the successful few, not the crowd, and build a life and business you love. Discover the secret of how to earn a return on the same money in two places at the same time so that you can strengthen your investment returns. We've created a free guide for you that explains the top three things every investor needs their privatized banking system to do. Go to themoneyadvantage.com slash banking, put in your name and primary email address, click the send my free guide button right now and we'll see you on the inside. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on themoneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated and registered investment advisor, both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.